0: Today's second reading comes from uh, the letter of Philemon, one we don't hear very often, and so I'm going to use it today uh, as a way to try to reflect on our mission. Um, In the letter, St. Paul is writing to Philemon, who is the master of a man that he has been kind of training in the faith. So Onesimus was a slave. He ran away, uh, met up with Paul, and Paul kind of brought him into the faith, taught him about the faith, and now he's sending him back probably with this letter, kind of saying, hey, this is this was your, your slave, but now I'm inviting you to receive him back as a brother. When we are outside of the church, we are in some sense enslaved. When we um, don't take advantage of the sacraments, the teachings of the church, the community of the body of Christ, we are slaves. We may not realize it, we may not even experience it directly, but outside of the church, is to be enslaved to the devil, to our sins, to our own fallen nature. What Christ offers us in his church and through his church is a way to freedom. If we think of St. Paul speaking on behalf of the church in this letter, bringing freedom to Onesimus, you might say he represents any Christian who has received initiation in the family of God. We all have You know, in our past, at some point, we were slaves. We were slaves to different things, most of all to original sin. Without baptism, we are caught up in that. But now, we now experience freedom, right? Whether we come from the faith uh, as a child, when we were baptized, maybe as an infant, before we had memories, or if we came to it later in life as an adult, we have experienced the outpouring of God, and we've become a member of His family, and we experience a new freedom. But being baptized and confirmed doesn't guarantee us that we will never fall back into former slavery, right? There's, there's still a possibility for that. The world can imprison us. It can penalize us. It can take our liberties. But it can never take away our membership in the body of Christ. Now, doesn't that sound like a Braveheart uh, movie all of a sudden? you can take our freedom. Yeah. Well, it can't, right? It can't take our relationship with Jesus. It can take everything else, but it can't take that. That's something that we have to give up on our own. We have to surrender on our own. And sometimes we do, right? Sometimes we very easily give up our faith. We, we let go of it. Sometimes we see it so little, of so little value that we just let it go. We freely give away our inheritance. We let go of our relationship with Jesus. We do this because, ultimately, because we don't understand it, right? That's the only thing we can really point to is, yes, sometimes we do it out of weakness, out of sin, whatever, but ultimately, we never do it willingly unless we misunderstand what this gift is. So, as Catholics, we have these things called parishes that we go to. It's a place of worship, ultimately, where we come to worship the Lord, offer the sacrifice of the Mass together enter into the life of Jesus more richly, more fully through the sacraments. But even before it's a place of worship, the parish has to be a place where we form people, right? We form people in the faith, help them to understand what is this all about? Because if we don't understand what we're doing here, we just come and watch other Catholics and kind of say, "Okay, hey, now it's time to kneel, now it's time to stand, sing a little bit. What? What is this all about? We don't understand it fully if we aren't catechized, if we're not formed in the faith. So the parish is really to be a place of formation, a place of forming others in what it means to be a Catholic, what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. One of the clearest ways we do this is by catechesis, both young and old, right? We're never too old to learn something about the faith. This should be a great concern to all of us, whether this is your home parish or you come from another place, you should be concerned about growing in the faith and catechizing Uh, your children, your grandchildren, yourselves, your neighbors, your family, your friends. There's lots of ways in which we can do that. But ultimately, we just have to have that awareness that I'm part of this, right? I'm part of the the whole process of catechizing the world. We are all part of that. To be a follower of Jesus is to be someone who's convinced of Jesus and convinced that it's important to follow him and, and to worship him and to serve him. Now, Most of our catechetical programs or faith formation programs or whatever you want to call them are sort of modeled on this idea that people have already met Jesus, right? We have met Jesus, we've become disciples, and we want to learn. We come wanting to learn. However, one of the most critical things that needs to happen before we can effectively catechize or form anyone is that they have to meet Jesus, right? They have to know who Jesus is and desire to follow him. Otherwise, it's kind of like, Why? Why should I care about all this stuff that you're saying? If we haven't met Jesus, or we aren't a disciple that is a follower of Jesus, we won't want catechesis. We won't want to learn anything about who he is. We won't care. If we haven't met Jesus, Christianity is simply an idea. It's just another ideology out there, another thing to think about. And when we are required to make sacrifices on behalf of the faith for Jesus... We won't, right? We won't want to do that. Ultimately, if we haven't met Jesus, we don't know Jesus personally, Christianity for us will be about trying to navigate the ways in which, how do I keep from being restricted to doing what I want, right? That's all Christianity will be, is just kind of this minefield like, okay, how do I sort of do what I want to do, but at the same time live this Christianity thing? And really you can't, right? It's not possible to do that. Sometimes we try to live our Christianity that way. So this is a problem. We have a formation process in most of our parishes that's developed for people who already know Jesus and follow him. We have a whole lot of our children, our adults, our people that are here that maybe aren't interested in following Jesus. They haven't met him. They don't know him. And so it's kind of an uninteresting prospect for them to grow and develop more. A disciple is someone who is convicted of the truth that Jesus is worth following, and that it's freeing to follow Jesus, that we're convinced of that, right? That to follow Jesus is not just a a nice thing, but it's, I have to have this, because it frees me from the slavery that St. Paul uh, shared with Onesimus, right? So remember that we're called into freedom, and a, a disciple is someone who's hungry to, to grow in their faith. They want to grow and understand how to develop this relationship with Jesus. For them, Jesus isn't just an idea. He's someone they've met and they want to know more about. But the reality is, many people, many Catholics, we have a lot of other stuff that's important to us. And it's hard to surrender those things. That's what Jesus is talking about in the Gospel. when he says, you know, you have to hate everything else. He's using hyperbole, right? He's not saying... Literally, we should hate our parents and our children and so forth. But he's saying, I must come first. Christian says, I will put Jesus first above everything else. Now, we might not be there, right? We might say, I can't do that yet. Okay, great, that's fine. But where are you in that process? Are you trying to grow in that? Are you trying to develop that discipleship, that following of Jesus? Or are you just kind of saying, I'll keep you over there, Jesus, when it's... it's, time for you to come out, I'll I'll ask you to come out, you know, show my Catholic card at the right moments. I don't really want to live that way. So ultimately, I guess what I'm saying is, I need your help. We priests, uh, anybody who works in the church, we need your help. We need the the help of parents, grandparents, our fellow parishioners. I need your help with sharing the faith, with living the faith. For both our children, for our grandchildren, for our adults, I need your help so that these other people can encounter Jesus, that they can meet Jesus. I need your help with going out and bringing in the lost sheep. There's a lot of them out there. Those who are still slaves to the world. If you are a disciple, someone who's following Jesus, or at least trying to, which I guess that's all we can say is that we're trying to, because none of us does it perfectly. I need your help forming all the people around you and inviting them into this relationship with Jesus. It's something that we're all called to. I need need your help to make Mass a priority, that you come weekly to be fed at the altar, to offer the Mass together. We have one day a week, right? Saturday or Sunday where we come and we worship together. We learn maybe a little bit about Jesus and who he is and how to follow him. And maybe we come another time in the week if we had children, we bring them for faith formation or something like that. There's another time. So we have one or two hours a week to form someone in the faith. That's not gonna cut it, right? We can't do that as a church. If that's all we have to form people, they're not gonna be formed. So we need to do it not just here, but in our whole life, right? Every day, every moment of our life has to be lived as a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. All the, all the time, in between this Sunday, and next Sunday, or this Saturday, and next Saturday, we need to be living our faith as disciples, looking for opportunities to share with the world around us. Who is Jesus? Why do I follow him? I can't do this alone, no, none of us can. The more we commit to being disciples and living as disciples, the more genuine our witness will be. If we just come here to feel good a few times a year, a few times in a week even, but then go home and forget about following Jesus, we'll miss that opportunity to bring souls to Christ. I'm talking about the souls of your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your family members. My soul, your soul, all of us, right? We all want to get to heaven. We all want to be with our Lord. But that means we have to follow him, keep following him. And we're gonna fail sometimes But stay on the road. Don't be afraid to to keep getting back up and following Jesus. St. Paul asks Philemon to free Onesimus. He's asking Philemon to be part of the body of Christ. On paper, he's already been baptized, it seems like. You can read that into the letter. But now St. Paul is asking him to show and demonstrate his faith in Christ by his deeds, by his actions. Most of all, in in this particular instance, by treating Onesimus like a brother, freeing him, no longer treating him as a slave. Or his property. There are plenty of people around us who are Christians on paper. Right? They have their Catholic card or their Christian card, they're baptized. But their hearts need to be revitalized. They need to be stirred into action and awareness. That's what Jesus is asking of us. You are like Onesimus, right? You've, you've received the gift of faith. You're here. You're here. That's great. Now Jesus is sending you back out. You were enslaved, but now you have received that gift of freedom to share with others. So I'm asking you to set your children free, your family free, your neighbors free. We do this when we follow Jesus. We demonstrate our own freedom when we live as Christians, as disciples of Jesus. Because again, we we can lose everything which the world can offer. All of that can be taken away. We ourselves can be imprisoned, and yet we remain free. But if we give away our membership in Christ, we return to slavery. We let go of what this most precious gift is. Or if we despise our gift of baptism and discipleship, or if we don't hold on to it, we are slaves. We lead others into slavery by our actions, by our example our own poverty, and our rejection of Christ. Here again, Jesus' own words. He says, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I can't do it for you. Sometimes I wish I could. Most of the time not, but... I can't do this for you. You have to choose it. You have to want it. You have to desire it. And maybe, again, if you haven't met Jesus, that seems like a crazy thing to do. So if you are a disciple, I ask you to commit and submit to that yoke of becoming a greater disciple, someone who follows Jesus. Accept the formation that is presented to you, whether it's here in this parish or wherever you normally worship. Enter into that formation that the church offers. Become part of the body. Let's see what Christ... What does he want to do in you? What does he have in mind for each one of us together as the body of Christ? Whatever it is, it's a beautiful life. It's a great gift. It's something that we can't imagine. Maybe in this life it's a carrying of the cross. It's a struggle. But ultimately it leads to eternal life, which is our ultimate mission and goal.